everyone who's listening to the Voice of 5G podcast. And hello, Paul. Hello, Janina. <laughs> hello. Nice to talk to you. It seems almost like it was yesterday that we were uh, recording stuff for the podcast. It could be because we did an interview yesterday. We talked to our colleagues in US. We're talking about ecosystem. What do you say, Paul? Ecosystems. I also say ecosystems, but I think ecosystem sounds pretty cool as well. Yeah, I think ecosystem. But you're probably finding in Sweden you say ecosystem. Yeah, and obviously in England too. <laughs> yeah, probably. I've been away too long to know exactly what people say these days. Yeah, but what about ecosystem, Paul? Why are we talking ecosystem? What are we talking about ecosystem? It's it's one of those things that you can't just create a network out of out of nothing and expect things to happen. I think if you look back in history to what happened when 3G came along, for instance, one of the things that slowed down the rollout of 3G was when the networks went in, the device handset manufacturers weren't really up to speed on 3G handsets. So it took a while for handsets to come out and for people to actually be able to start to use the network. And so we're going to talk about what's happening with 5G and how we're making sure that the whole ecosystem is in place to make things happen. Everything from devices through, you know, like software and that, and not just for consumers, but also, of course, for businesses and enterprise, because that's part of a big part of what we want 5G to do. I would say that it seems like the ecosystem has been quite important. It is increasingly important in the world of 5G, where things are connected. So we have had this mentioned on on several podcasts that we've done recently around 5G. For instance, with IoT, with Telia, he talked about the ecosystem being one of the things when you're trying to connect IoT devices. Uh, 5G for Scotland that we talked to, they were very much into helping to develop the, the ecosystem. But as I say, especially for 5G compared to 4G, you've, you know, you, 4G you have an ecosystem that's focused on supplying phones to consumers. But there is a lot more that needs to happen if you're going to enable industries to use 5G for the things that they do every day of the week. And we talk about the ecosystem, but there's actually a, a lot of ecosystems. So if you want to build systems for airports, then the people that are in that ecosystem, the firms that you need to talk to and the devices you're using are maybe not the same as if you are trying to, I don't know, do drone surveillance on the, on power lines or put sensors into ships or put manage stock in your warehouse. Each of those, I would say some parts can be the same, but, but you know, that each application maybe has its own micro ecosystem of players that, that are part of yeah. that. And you had an example of... <laughs> A player in the ecosystem uh, in Old England, right? Old England. <laughs> that you were old mentioning old. just before. <laughs> Oldie, ye oldy England. Ye old English. England, yes. Indeed. Yeah, back in 1236. <laughs> <laughs> Back in June, the press article or an article come through in Fierce Wireless talking about BT and Ericsson in the UK. And if you go a little bit further back, then you know, BT and Ericsson are, are kind of partnering on private networks. And they've done some stuff together before, but this was an article about BT building private network for the port of the Tyne or the Port of Tyne, which is a big port infrastructure near Sunderland. It usefully says that the network covers uh, 650 acres, as we mentioned just before we came on air. That maybe doesn't mean an awful lot to anyone that's not in the UK or 
the the US, but uh, 650 acres. An acre is about 4,000 square meters, so 0.4 of a hectare. So, so divide that by two and a half and you have the number of hectares. Love it, Paul. Love it. <laughs> it, it it's good. But obviously, that's, good. that's a fairly large outdoor area. So we, we often think of indoor uh, of private networks as covering, you know, indoor areas in factories and, and that kind of stuff. But outdoor applications are important as well. And, and of course, support is they're looking at using for things like driverless vehicles and maybe tracking containers and that type of thing. And clearly, you know, there are suppliers in that industry that work with those things and they need to be part of this ecosystem that goes all the way down to people like us that supply the network and people like the device suppliers who can actually connect up yeah. to a driverless vehicle. And even the driverless vehicle suppliers, of course, who, who need to integrate communications into their products. To make an application work, you need to actually have multiple people engaged in, in, in that. And that's what we're going to talk about on the pod today. Yeah, everything gets connected, even ecosystems get connected. Nowadays. Yeah, let's talk to our colleagues from uh, Austria and from the US about their new blog series where they take a deep dive into the ins and outs of ecosystems and why it's important to know your and learn more about your particular ecosystem wherever you are in the business when it comes to connectivity, right? Let's get connected. <laughs> So, today on the Voice of 5G podcast, we have Peter Linder again. Uh, one year later, Peter. Hi. Hi, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure to be here and with all your listeners, whether you have your listeners in the hammock or as the morning walk or wherever they might be on the road today. Yeah. Welcome to them too. You are still the head of 5G marketing for North America. You're based in Texas. How is life in Texas? U.S. Life in Texas is pretty warm. We are hitting 100 degrees weather now. 100 degrees. That's. Can you translate that, Paul? It's about 35 or something, 33 maybe. I would say body temperature. It's uh, it's an easy way to remember it. Oh, 100 is body, so 36. That's a bit too much for us in Sweden. But yes, today we are actually talking about systems. We're talking about ecosystems. We also have another guest on the podcast, Harald you're with us from Austria, Vienna, Austria. How, how is life in Austria? In, in Austria, life is beautiful. Thank you for having me on a podcast as well. And Vienna, you know, it's the most livable city in the world. So it is really nice to be in Vienna. But my kids are at home because they have school vacations at the moment. So I escape to the office too. <laughs> and there is air conditioning as well in the office. We have also hot summer in, in Vienna. Today it's a little bit cloudy, but otherwise it's 30 degrees already. It's getting hot. Okay, Peter, what is that in Fahrenheit? Huh? <laughs> I'm not that good at translating the other way any longer. I know. <laughs> Ask the wrong person. Paul, what is that in Fahrenheit? It's 90-ish. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Brilliant people. Harald, you are Strategic Marketing Director uh, for Edge Computing as well. And we just did a podcast about Edge Computing too. So now we know everything about that. And here you are, though, talking about ecosystem. And this is a big research behind this. It started off already, Peter. We start off a couple of years ago. You did the Practitioner's Guide to 5G. It was like a, a guide for per service providers. And it was some 
really basic questions that you wanted to have them think about when they were launching 5G. Can you give us a little bit of background, this practitioner's guide? Yeah, I think the practitioner's guide, the 5G, the idea was born during the pandemic when we felt that, hey, this is a great time to, when you're sitting at home, actually trying to learn some of the basics so you can have a really good dialogue with your customers, especially your enterprise customers, when you're trying to put 5G in a different types of context. And when you say you now, you mean service providers when they are talking to their customers, right? Correctly. So it was essentially a what we attempted from Ericsson was to help our customers as service providers to have a better dialogue with enterprise customers regarding some of the fundamental questions around 5G, how it will be used and what's driving it and so on. And both these, uh, we did it first time in 2020 and then in 2021. Both these times we had a piece on uh, the ecosystem and the ecosystem evolution and how that is just shifting and changing with 5G. After last year, we decided perhaps we should double click a little bit about on the ecosystem piece and, and doing a more thorough job. A deep dive, yeah. Mm-hmm. A deep dive. And that is a little bit what we have had on the radar for this year. Cool. So ecosystem. What do we mean when we talk about an ecosystem? I've heard this for, term for years. We're not talking about sustainability and the ecosystem of animal life or anything. This is another type of ecosystem. This is definitely another type of ecosystem. And, and of course, there are a lot of different variations or definitions of ecosystem. What we have used in this project is, is basically that we define ecosystem as any network of organizations that are involved in delivering a solution to address a specific customer need. And with this definition, that brings an advantage that you have a focus on the specific players within the ecosystem. What is their role? What, how do they interact with other players in the ecosystem? And how do they contribute really to deliver a solution or to deliver value to the customer? And the customer in this case? That can be any, the beneficiary that benefits of the ecosystem. That can be a consumer, that can be an enterprise, that can be any a government as well. So that can be... Okay, for different players in this ecosystem, they have different customers and they have different wants and needs and stuff like that. Okay. Is it the ecosystem of telecoms? No, this is a, so this is just a very generic ecosystem definition, what we are using here that can work also for other industries. And that was, I think, also very important for us because in the beginning when we thought about, okay, how might the ecosystem look like in five years time from now, you immediately realize it's not about one ecosystem, right? It's several ecosystems and they are coming together. They are expanding, they are intersecting. So we tried to find a definition that works for all of them and not only specifically for the telecom industry. Okay. We are talking about business ecosystems only. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Good. So you've now created a, a blog series, something that's, uh, that you're ready to go out with one at a time based on this deep dive into ecosystem systems. What's the background of this? You worked with experts across the company, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, we worked with experts across the company because uh, it is a very broad topic and it has so many different angles. So it, I think for us, it was very important to get the different pieces together in one overall story. And then also we worked together with Arthur De Little. They helped us in, in, in putting this together, the, the project. They also ran a lot of interviews with, with, for example, hyperscalers, but also with CSPs, they also had like content producer on the interview list and device manufacturers so that we really can capture a 
big picture around how is the ecosystem changing? So I think you can say one way of describing what we've done here is essentially looking at, we're trying to gather, tying together a couple of different ecosystems and seeing what happens when we blend them together. Is everybody travels in the summer. You say, when you start to try together how you travel by boat, how you travel on the land, either whether it's car, bus, or rail, and how you travel in the air, and, and you describe the whole travel industry. So that is a little bit the kind of grip that we're trying to take here. So Because when you just see isolated parts, then you don't really see how things are changing. But if you look at all the, the, the different parts and trying to bring them all together, look at it from a holistic perspective, then you start seeing things that you don't see otherwise. And that has been one of the key drivers for this initiative. Cool. And it's going to be a sort of five-part blog series, and you can listen to it as well, right? Exactly. So what we want to have is that we have always a blog post, a main piece, and then you have also an audio recording, of course. So you can, depending on if you want to read it or if you want to listen, in, you can listen into the audio recording. But also what we are doing is this kind of that we summarize one blog post in a one page. And, and there you can find then the most important talking points and the supporting information that can guide an, a conversation as well. So we don't just want to serve you a great meal. We want to give you the recipes also <laughs> for how we have prepared some of these different meals so that you on your own can go and, and, and challenge and, and jump into your ecosystem challenges. And that could be either if you're a service provider or if you're an industry vertical that are trying to go through a digital transformation, or if you're a player that provides a component or elements into these solutions. This is the kitchen where there is a lot of chefs. <laughs> and it's good there's a lot of chefs in the kitchen. And now we're trying to help a little bit navigating around the different casseroles here so we get some good stuff out and, there. And also just to complement here, because it's not only five episodes, right? We have a six episode as well planned, but that is kept open by purpose. So there we really want to reach out to, to you, listener, and readers of the blog post to come back with your suggestions. What are the interesting, what are the burning questions that you have and that we should address in our sixth episode, which is then due in October? Cool. Cool. Some user interaction there. But let's start off by going into the first blog post, because I thought that was super interesting. The first blog post is called Cellular Ecosystem and the 4G to 5G transition. Doesn't sound too interesting, just the heading, I would say. But describe what was the 4G ecosystem all about? What was it? So I think the 4G ecosystem, also if we compare it then to the 5G ecosystem, um, this is quite simple. It's a very homogeneous ecosystem compared to 5G as well. I think key for this one was really why we wanted to write about it is, is that there are many people that just think that 5G is a faster version of 4G. And that was key for us to address this question really and really to communicate what we think, that there are big changes happening. And if you look at 4G ecosystem, then you would say typically there is one device, one type of device, the smartphone that has been dominating the 4G ecosystem. And around the smartphone, everything was built around in the ecosystem. You had only one uniform connectivity, right? So no matter who you are, if it's an enterprise or if you're a consumer, you got the same connectivity performance 
no matter if you have like streaming video or no matter if you have a mission critical application running, it's the same connectivity for everybody basically. And that is shared for all of the users of the 4G uh, network and the, in the ecosystem. And then typically you had centralized clouds in the 4G ecosystem. So you could have very low cost to ho have host all the applications and all the data in one centralized cloud worldwide, ideally. And then when you think about the monetization and the distribution aspect of the 4G ecosystem, then th this was dominated by two app stores, right? From the, the app store from Apple and then the Android, the Google Play Store, and where you have like the applications on and all the applications developer, they have immediately global scale with these two app stores. So that is how we see the 4G ecosystem being very much more simple and homogeneous compared to other ecosystems. Yeah. And then I guess that's the next question for you then, Peter. What's the big difference to the 5G? I think the big difference is that if, if you look at some of the key components in the ecosystem that we had in the cellular ecosystem, devices, connectivity, and their changes on all three aspects of those ones. If we look at the devices, smartphones was the defining device 4G. Smartphones is still very relevant and important for 5G, but only represent half of their launch devices to date. The other half of the devices are spread over 24 different categories. So the, we have device variety. The same thing is going on at the other end at the cloud. When uh, we looked at 4G, everything was centralized cloud sitting quite far back in the network and optimized for lowest possible cost. Now you're starting to push out cloud capabilities to the network edge, typically in a large city, or even at the premises edge down to an, a large enterprise so that you can have the, the cloud located at the business. So there's a variety of different locations, a little bit like when we go and shop in the supermarket. Sometimes we go to a very large supermarket a little bit further away, or we go run down to the 7-Eleven just around the corner. The same kind of philosopher there regarding where things are in the cloud, which changes the game. And the third game changer is essentially the connectivity itself. In the past, everything has been universal connectivity and everything is over the top without any prioritization of anything. But now, with as we move into 5G, we got universal connectivity. We started to talk about different slices of a network that can be used for different purposes and more access to different kinds of network APIs. What all of these things means is that we now can start to combining basic services with business critical services, where the whole business go down if they don't work, and mission critical services for things that act absolutely are affecting life, guiding processes and so on. So that we got more variety of connectivity, more variety of devices, and more variety of the different clouds. And the trick in the ecosystem when you're putting it together elements for, the, for a 5D application is choosing between this, what is the, for this device, what is the best connectivity and where should my, my cloud be located to deliver the right performance? So it's this expansion to more things and more options for each and everything that is the big difference when you're looking at it from an ecosystem perspective. Yeah. So you've already written the series and you're releasing an episode, uh, was it every couple of weeks? Every three weeks. Every three weeks. Mm -hmm. And you're digging deeper into the area of ecosystems. What can we expect 
in the upcoming episodes. What we have launched already is a 4G to 5G transition. And then the next blog post, which is coming out, is around different lenses on how you can view the ecosystem. And that means it's different perspectives or starting points a little bit on, on how to map the ecosystem, right? From the application towards the cloud. And they have different, depending on, on in, in where you work or for which uh, customer you are working in this ecosystem, they have different applicability as well. So that is then the next episode two, which is about the five ecosystem lenses. In the third one, we are introducing a framework on how to visualize ecosystems. We believe that is a key cornerstone here in the ecosystem evolution episode uh, series of, of blog posts, because in any discussions which you have across industries, you, you need to come together and then see uh, what is the ecosystem you're talking about? What are the players in the ecosystem? How do they interrelate with each other? What is their position and what is their role in the ecosystem? And then in this model, what we try to achieve is that we can show the different characteristics of the ecosystems, like the maturity level of an ecosystem. Is it immature or is it a very mature ecosystem? but also the dynamics. So are there new players coming in and how do they disrupt the ecosystem, for example? So this is something what we are working on in the third episode. And then the fourth and the fifth episode, basically, they both go into specific real world examples where we apply all the theory to, to specific example. One is around the place lens, the place-centered ecosystem, which is around a smart stadium. And the fifth one, the fifth episode is then looking into an industry-centered ecosystem, which is around gaming. And then the last episode, Peter, what do we want to write there? Yeah, so the last, this is the, the most the interesting piece because uh, we don't, we as the authors don't know what the last piece is going to be about yet because we've decided to take input from you and the audience here during the series here. What is the most burning questions that you see that you want things you want to learn about regarding the ecosystems? So we have planned to, to do a sixth episode. We have not decided anything yet, but it will be covering that one. So that one is something that we will develop uh, together with the audience during the, the fall here, early fall. So feel free to reach out to us and tell, hey, really interesting things you have going here. What it triggers in my mind is if you also could answer the following questions. That is what we plan to cover in the sixth one. And who are you wanting to reach with this? Who wants, who needs this information? Can you give some examples? Like who, who should follow this uh, blog series? Because you can subscribe to it, right? Who should subscribe? I think we're targeting people that are trying to do responsive for some shape and form for their company's relationship to other companies when it comes to addressing a problem or bringing value to, to the market here, which where they don't have the whole portfolio themselves. So it's service providers that are clearly looking at how do we connect, uh, which partner should we pick to, for, um, for our future 5G services. It's different enterprises that need figuring out who is the best team that they can work with to pull together their solution that solve their whole problem. And it's different stakeholders in the ecosystem that are providing different technology elements. And that could be, you could be a player in the seller ecosystem. You could be in the IT ecosystem, bringing those elements or you can be a someone specialized on a certain industry vertical uh, where you're trying to tie yourself and your activities to what's going on in the in the other two elements. We, we're trying to put out the sandbox here and then trying to get people that to play in that sandbox zone. So anyone has that aspirations and feel that it would be great 
been easier to collaborate if we had a common map for how to view the ecosystem and how we relate to each other. So that's what it's it's all about. So if you're uh, working in a company that that's looking to use 5G in solutions or something like that, this is a way of helping you to visualize who are the other people that you should be talking to, who you should be working with, how better to reach your customers and, and that type of thing. Yes, so it's a little bit like helping you to see, hey, here, these are all the ingredients on the table now. And then for which ingredients do I combine together for a certain problem? So it's trying to be able to connect. You perhaps having a way better view of the problem that we have. We think we have a decent view of what are the different ingredients that we have and can play with here. And then helping you seeing, okay, if we are trying to solve that problem and you have all these ingredients that's here, perhaps we can connect A and D and F and Z. And that are the key elements that we bring forward. But we want to do it in a little bit in a way so it's easy to see and visualize this. So it just doesn't become lines of text where, where you, you don't really see how, how, they, how they fit together. Hopefully we'll get some master chefs. <laughs> For your last episode, it's going to be, I've got these carrots. So what recipes can I make with my carrots? <laughs> how can I connect my carrots, Paul? <laughs> We, we don't want to put people on the shopping block. Yes, making sure that we take away the people that, that fails. We want to help all of you out there to actually find better ways and simpler ways of connecting to each other by having a common map, which everybody can relate to. If you're going to go interrailing in Europe in the summer, it's great to have a map of Europe. So at least when you're picking the place to go in which order, that you pick things that are next to each other and not just stacking across the whole continent because you didn't know how things related. And probably when you're in the kitchen, then you need to know who your sous chef is. You need to know who your customers are. You need to know what they are ordered in good time. And you need to have some sort of backup plan if they change their mind and so on. So great allegories. Paul, help me. Allegories. Thank you. And how do you want them to contact you? First of all, of course, they should subscribe to the series so they can get a notification every time you get the new episode out. But how do they contact you otherwise? So what we have done is this kind of we have created as an email inbox, a traditional way, right? So it's ecosystemauthors at ericsson.com. You just click on the link and it opens up an email. And then Peter and I can read this. Or, of course, you can just contact us via our LinkedIn profile. So they are available and we are happy to receive your questions or wow. suggestions as well. So you can reach out straight to the authors of the blog posts then. And, of course, we'll add the link to the series also in our show notes. So you can find it there as well. Thank you so much, Harald and Peter, for being on the podcast and talking about your blog post series about the 5G ecosystem. Great content, guys. And thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of The Voice of 5G. And bye. 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 Thank you very much. Bye-bye. So just for all our... Loyal listeners. Thank you. <laughs> so just for our very loyal listeners out there, we have a little bit of an announcement, Paul, at the end of this episode that we will be away for a little while. Basically because you will be doing other stuff. I'll be doing other stuff. I'll be going hiking. And it's Sweden and it's vacation period. So uh, we're going we're gonna to take a break. We're taking a break, but we will be back. And we will be back not until early October this time. But hopefully with some exciting new 
podcast episodes for you all. So just keep us on your subscribe list. Hopefully we will be back then with new exciting episodes of The Voice of 5G. Good luck on your hike, Paul. Thank you, Janina. And happy summer, everyone. <laughs>